Welcome to a Millennial's Guide to Real Estate Investing. Here is your host, Antoine Martel. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of a Millennial's Guide to Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Antoine Martel, and this episode is going to be about vacation rentals versus rental properties. And by vacation rentals, I mean Airbnb, VRBO, etc. Um, and just to disclose, I've never <clears throat> put any property up for rent on Airbnb or VRBO, um, but I do have a couple of good friends who do do that, and they do that full time, whether that be on the managing side or actually owning the properties that they are Airbnb out. Um, and then for me, all of my cash flow and <clears throat> all of the real estate that I'm investing in is rental properties, single family homes, duplexes, quads, six unit. Um, so that is what I do for passive income. But, you know, talking with these friends who are in the Airbnb VRBO space, I did chat with them to learn a little bit more about um, how they are running their vacation rental business. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about the pros and cons to both because I have been getting a lot of questions about Airbnb properties out and stuff like that. And I think while it is a great option, there are some things to think about before getting into the Airbnb um, VRBO space. Um, so first and foremost, vacation rentals have much higher vacancy rates than rental properties, of course, because you have tenants sleeping there for you know one, two or three days and then they're leaving and then you might not rent that property out for uh, you know, another three or four days or a week, depending on where your property is. So higher vacancy rates, higher turnover cost. Um, and that's just because with these Airbnb or VRBO rental properties, you have to have a cleaning lady or um, some sort of maintenance person go in and clean these properties out for the next tenant to come in. Um, so that is very time consuming and also takes a ton of money. And I know that Airbnb and VRBO, you can actually add those fees into there um, to cover them. But sometimes the maintenance or cleaning people find stuff that you wish you didn't find and you can't um, go and ask the Airbnb tenant or the VRBO tenant to come and pay for those. Those are things you just have to come out of pocket with. So high turnover costs and then therefore high maintenance costs because um, things do break. And when tenants are moving in and there, in and other moving their luggage and all that kind of stuff in and out every couple of days it does take a toll on your property these vacation rentals compared to rental properties also need to be um, properly furnished right so when i rent out my rental property i just put it on the market i don't even put appliances into the property so or anything so the tenants come in they bring their fridge they bring their stove they bring whatever they want and they bring all their furniture i don't have to deal with any of that and if any of that stuff breaks it's on the tenant right but with the Airbnb and the rental properties and the vacation rentals, I'm sorry, the properties must be furnished and you must have all the appliances. The appliances must be in good working order. If any of those appliances do break, you get the headache and the phone call and you have to find somebody to go and fix it or go and fix it yourself. Um, so that can be very expensive and that can therefore increase your maintenance costs because you do have all of these other things besides just the property that you have to take care of. You have to take care of all these things that are going on inside, the appliances, the shower head, the faucet, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The vacation rental property business is also a very hard to scale business model. And while I say why, why I say that is because of all of the time that it takes away from you going and finding more rental properties or my, finding more properties to go and rent out because it is so high touch. So you get a phone call about the appliance, you get a phone call about 
a bad check-in, you have to help the tenants check in and out. You know, all of those things take up your time. And while the cash flow may make sense and, you know, the time you're spending may make sense dollar-wise um, to you because you're making more than you would for a typical rental property, but you also have to look at how much time you're putting into that property to get that rent out. So, you know, check-ins, check-outs, managing the maintenance people, managing the phone call requests from tenants, um, tending the tenants' needs or wants, and helping them with information or stuff like that. Um, all of those things take your time and therefore it's very hard to scale because imagine if you had five rental properties and you're like five vacation rentals and you're completely maxed out and you have no more time um, to manage all these things. Sure, you can put like a vacation rental property manager in place to manage your rental properties to help you scale. But then again, you know, running these vacation rental properties takes a, a skilled person to run it. And they charge a little bit higher fees for the vacation rental management than typical rental properties just because it's so high touch. So therefore, compared to rental properties where I have a property management company, they charge 10%. I can I can buy 10 properties and it still just takes one, two hours a month of my time. Um, I can buy 100 properties and it could take a couple hours a month. You know what I'm saying? I have a property management in place managing all of those different things for me. Um, and also for the property management company, it's way less time-consuming, way less headaches on the rental property side compared to the vacation rentals. And that's kind of the whole point of getting into this kind of real estate investing, whether that be vacation rentals or rental properties, it's to have more time and have cash flow. And what does that for me, I believe, is the rental property side and not vacation rentals. Um, you spend way less time managing the rental properties than the vacation rentals, even if you manage it yourself. In order to achieve financial freedom and achieve the cash flow goals that you probably have, you know, you're going to have to find a scalable model, a model that you can scale up, um, that can grow, that can grow without you being there all the time, right? You want to be on the beach drinking a Mai Tai. You don't want to be picking up phone calls, managing maintenance requests or check-ins or checkouts or bad check-ins or checkouts um, or crediting, you know, tenants because they don't like the way the bathroom looks. Um, compared to the photos right and something else too that I don't really like about vacation rentals is that there's it's very high competition with so many other listings compared to rental properties I can place a rental property and find ways to differentiate myself a little bit and sure you can do that too with vacation rentals but it's very hard because many of the people who are doing these vacation rentals already take are already doing it in a very professional way and it's hard to kind of differentiate differentiate yourself um, due to the reviews and pro uh, so many properties being available all the time. For rental properties, there's no reviews or ratings or rankings or anything like that. It can be my first time ever renting out a rental property and nobody can go and check my reviews and be like, nope, I'm not staying at this place because it has, you know, two reviews, right? But if you have a vacation rental and you want to get into that business and you don't have any reviews, well, now you need to cut your price back, you know, pretty steeply in order to get the first couple of people in there to rate the property and then that can help you scale and grow and that helps your marketing right but getting started is, is much more difficult in that sense than me just putting my apartment or my rental property on apartments.com and it rents out and then the listing's gone for a year two years and that's how compared to vacation rentals where I put the property up and then it's gone for three days but then it's back and it's gone for three days and this back so there's a lot more competition. People have so many more options, and why should they choose you? Um, so you kind of need to, when you're 
figuring out this vacation rental thing, you have to figure out why would somebody come and choose my property? How can I create my listing in a way that would make people want to stay at my place instead of all these 300 other properties that they have the options of, of choosing? And also, I think that the returns and, you know, in talking with many people who are managing these these rental properties, the vacation rentals, is that the returns, while they're good, um, you know, are they really worth your time? So I would go back and and look at the the numbers that you were projecting and then look at the time that it would take you to get those returns that you were getting and then go and look at that and do it kind of on an hour by hour basis. So for managing 10 rental properties, I'm going to make X amount of dollars per month, but it's going to take me one to two hours a month. Right. So how many how many dollars am I making per hour? And then go and look at the vacation rentals and see, okay, I'm going to make this amount of money per month after all these expenses and stuff like that. <clears throat> but it's going to take X amount of time. And, I'm, you know, it's going to be much more than one to two hours a month. It could be, you know, one to two hours a day or even more that you would have to spend. So then what is your, how much money are you making per hour on the vacation rental property side versus the regular single family home rental properties? So that's what I would do. Those are just my two cents about vacation rentals and rental properties. I've stayed away from the vacation rentals. Um, another reason too is because vacation rentals have to be in A-class neighborhoods and many A-class neighborhoods are far too expensive and require way too much money down um, for me to even think about. For example, in this in San Francisco, if I wanted to buy a, an Airbnb, I'd have to spend one, $2 million for a property, which means I'd have to put two hundred, three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars $400,000 down. With that money, I can go and buy, oh, I don't know, $200,000, 50 grand, four properties, four properties with all cash. Those properties would make $500 a pop. That's $2,000 in cash flow um, per month that I, that I could be making for spending one to two hours um, a month of my time. So that's uh, $2,000 an hour or $1,000 an hour that I would be making. And that's a scalable business model. Each month I'm making $2,000, which then can lead me up to buy more and more properties. So that's kind of how I think about it. Um, you know, I want to be on the beach. I want to have financial freedom and have cash flow um, <clears throat> without spending too much of my time. And that's just my two cents about getting into real estate investing for financial freedom. I'm not sure that vacation rentals are the, are the way to do it unless you can find a great property management company to put in place for those vacation rentals and you maybe already have those vacation rentals in place, but those are just my two cents. If you have any other questions for me about vacation rentals or rental properties, please feel free to reach out. You can reach out to me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, email. Um, all of those things are at Martel Antoine, and my email is Antoine at MartelTurnkey.com. Would love to chat with you guys a little bit more. You can ask me some questions so that I can answer them on future episodes. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.